Welcome back, everyone, to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have you back with us, and uh, certainly some challenging times as they continue. And I wanted to catch up with this guy, and, and you guys know him. And you know, we saw him play in the Major League Baseball playoffs last year for the Tampa Bay Rays. Former Oakland baseball great Mike Brasso joining us here on the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Mike, appreciate you taking some time, man. How are you, my friend? Absolutely, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, like you said, it's tough times out here, but uh, I'm doing well as I can. So it's good to be on, like always. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you coming back on. And right away, you know, you know that Mike is a legend, not because he was a Horizon League first teamer or led the Horizon League in on base percentage, second in home runs, or plays in the majors. He's a legend because he has a March fifteenth birthday. And and right away, if your birthday's on March fifteenth, you have to be a legend, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, that's what my parents told me. So I'm yeah. sticking to that. <laughs> Only the greats. Only the greats uh, have the March 15th birthday. But remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Search hashtag Where the Bear. Click subscribe, and you are in there. And Mike, we talked about that. You know the the difficult times and the challenging times that everybody's kind of going through right now you're 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 a man of action uh through all this you've partnered up with uh with a great partner of yours in franklin sports and, and everyone that's a major league baseball fan knows franklin pretty much uh, everyone uses the franklin batting gloves in mlb you're certainly no exception to that franklin sports uh what they've done is they they put together a campaign they want to they want to raise money to get one million face masks for the people that are on the front lines fighting covid19 you can go to franklinsports.com slash donate uh take action in that how, how did that come to be mike and uh again you know you being a man of action and we talked to ryan fitzgerald last week he is a guy a former oakland baseball great as well he's on the front lines that's what you're trying to do help these people out yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It's um, you know, it's it's something that when I saw the opportunity and um, you know, me being um, partnered with Franklin and, and represented by Franklin Sports, it's um, it's something that I saw that obviously is needed and uh, well documented that it's needed around the world is, is more mass at a time like this, and um, I think obviously the frontliners like uh, like you mentioned, Ryan Fitzgerald or the kind of the unsung heroes of this entire thing and anything that we can do to kind of you know make their lives easier and and kind of get back to somewhat normalcy uh somewhat back to you know the standard way of living and what we're used to and the faster we can do that um i think everybody can kind of hop on board with that and um yeah these these franklin masks and and the donations that we're taking uh, towards these actions, uh, I think we'll just get us there sooner. So that's the ultimate goal. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to uh, to talk about it with anybody else that, you know, wants to dig more deeper into it. And, um, yeah, we kind of get the ball rolling with that. Mike Brasso joining us here, former Oakland baseball, great place for the Tampa Bay Rays in the major leagues right now. And, well, Mike, I did want to pick your brain a little bit on that, you know, as, as we take a look back to last season, kind of your rookie year in the majors. But first, I do have to ask you, you know, we've seen around social media all these different ways that MLBers are, are trying to stay in shape, trying to stay ready to go. How come I haven't seen any video of you hitting in a cage in your living room like Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers? You, you getting swings in in your living room? What are you doing, Mike? <laughs> We're not, um, we haven't. Got a uh, a pop up net like Joey Gallo <laughs> set up just yet, just yet. Um, you know, maybe give it a couple more weeks and we might get to that level. But um, <laughs> as of right now, it's it's been kind of low key, man. It's um, 
I'm still, you know, in my spring training house uh, down in Florida. So, you know, it's, it's you know, it's it's a Florida rental. Um, it's not a it's not a penthouse uh, apartment <laughs> that Joey Gallo might have been swinging in, but uh, you know, it does the trick for for the time being. And uh, yeah, it's I mean, it, there's no going around it. It's difficult staying in shape and, and trying to find you know unique ways to you know kind of keep up what you were uh, able to to put in like, the whole off season and and you know all the grind that you did for all of last year like I said this off season kind of leading your way into this season and then it kind of just comes to an immediate halt and um, you know nobody's really ever been through a situation like this so yeah you definitely got to try and be creative uh, a lot of in-home workouts a lot of uh, body weight stuff running uh, backyard catch um, you know, even to the point of just taking dry swings and, and trying to focus more on the mental mental side of the game, and you know, just any way you can kind of just improve when you can't really do anything physical. Um, I think that's kind of the best route to go with it, and um, that's kind of what I've been doing. You know, because when you look at it too, I mean, there's no way for you to simulate. And, and I've always, when when I've talked to major league players in the past. And, and they talk about off-season regimen, and they talk about what they try to do to stay in shape. And, and I always remember a conversation I had with Curtis Granderson before, where he brought up the fact he said, "Look, there's no, I can't simulate a 91 mile an hour slider that cuts across the black that starts on the black and ends up on the outside of the strike zone. Like there's, he said, there's there's no way you can simulate that. You can't do that in batting practice. He said, live game is is the only way uh, that you can ever expose yourself to that type of arsenal in in terms of the pitchers. I mean, how do you how do you keep timing in in rhythm? How how do you keep up on your timing during this extended break? Yeah, or, or can or can you? Yeah, it's it's very difficult. I mean, you're, what Granderson said is, is exactly true. I mean, you can't can't practice it until you see it, um, you know, live in person in, in a box, uh, even off a machine, which you know, ninety five percent of baseball players don't have access to right now because you know all the facilities or right whatever it may be um, are all closed right now. So you can't even you know semi simulate it off of a machine in a cage. So. Um, yeah, that goes back to, like I said, taking dry swings, a lot of visualization. Um, I've been doing a lot more reading on, you know, former, um, you know, all-time greats as far as, you know, I've been reading Ted Williams' book a lot, um, kind of, you know, getting his perspective and, and what his mindset was throughout uh, his career. Um, I think that's kind of helped me a lot as far as just um, not losing everything so quickly, just uh, this this sport, just like any other thing in life, is if you don't, you know, practice it routinely, daily, um, you know, you kind of lose it pretty fast, and it's hard to pick it back up once you lose it. So, um, really, anything that I can do to um, not lose it uh, as fast as as possible is kind of what I'm going with. Um, you know, me and my roommate would do soft toss uh, in the backyard into like a little built-up um, station that. that allows us to only use like three balls because that's all we have so we don't have to go chase them uh you just kind of got to be unique and creative man that's uh that's what it boils down to <laughs> you're 12 years old again mike aren't you playing in the, playing <laughs> in the backyard basically you got big leaguers you know playing catch in their street in their front yard and <laughs> it's 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 
weird times, for sure. As long as you get back home by the time the streetlights come on. Mike Brasso joining us here, <laughs> major leaguer for the Tampa Bay Rays, former Oakland great, uh, only the fifth player in Golden Grizzlies baseball history to go over 200 career hits. He's partnered with Franklin Sports. And what they want to do is they want to donate one million face masks to the people on the front lines battling COVID-19. You can go to franklinsports.com slash donate to kick in. Help Mike Brasso, help Franklin Sports reach their goal of donating one million masks. And uh, Mike, in, in just a couple minutes here, I, I opened this up to uh, to Twitter. We got some Golden Grizzlies fans, baseball fans that wanted to ask you some questions. We'll get into that. But I did want to reset for everyone you know, just kind of how your season ended last year. You know, you got you got your call up to the big club for Tampa Bay. You hit 273 last season. Had six home runs in 51 games played. And and I just have to ask you this, Mike. I mean, because you've you've been, you know, your story is incredible. And you and I kind of would always touch base throughout this journey. And coming from Australia, you know, going to Australia to play pro ball in Australia. I mean, you you did the long play to reach the major leagues. As a guy that's been through it all, that kind of hit his way into the majors, I have to ask you, what's it like running through the tunnel, uh, playing in the Major League Baseball playoffs? You know, when when you when you jumped on that plane to go over to Australia to play pro in the Australian League after you left Oakland, did you ever think that day would come where you're playing in the Major League Baseball playoffs? I thought, um, you know, I, I always thought it was more of a dream than a reality, especially at that time, just because, um, you know, I, as, as much as I like to be a dreamer, I, I also consider myself more of a, a realist, and I think that's kind of helped me out along the way as far as, you know, realizing where I'm at now and what I need to do to get to where I want to be, instead of just, um, you know, always just hoping I'll get there somehow. Um, so yeah, definitely when I was over in Australia, I knew it was, it was a business trip instead of a vacation as much as Australia is a beautiful country. Um, so, you know, I knew what I was over there to do, which was kind of take that next step forward, uh, with the Rays organization, um, and put myself on a platform and, uh, getting myself in front of more eyes and, and more scouts. And, um, that was kind of the, the whole process with, um, you know, the decision to go over there and. You know, luckily, I had a really good season, really successful, and um, yeah, I think that kind of put me on the map. And uh, you know, trying to kind of go full circle into, like you said, the big leagues this year, and, and realizing that um, you know everything is kind of all built up to this one point that I get the phone call and go to over to Oakland, and then you know, a couple months into the season, just having a great time, and then obviously the postseason happens. Um, I'll tell you what, man, it's uh, the postseason in, in the big leagues is, uh, I guess it's hard to explain, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it feels like you're in a dream almost. It feels like you're just not even on earth. You know, it's, it's crazy feeling. Um, you know, the, the energy, the open crowd, the Coliseum over there. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's nothing like I've ever experienced. And, uh, like I said, once once I got a little a little taste of that, it's it's all you can think about afterwards. You never want to leave it. Um, you know, being able to be in a wild card game for the first time. I think uh, first postseason appearance in like six years. I think with the Rays, and you know, I got to start and and play three different positions. You know, celebrate afterwards. I, you can't you can't draw it up any better. Man. It was uh, definitely one of the highlights of of my career and probably my life, honestly. 
Mike Brasso joining us here in the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Search SoundCloud or iTunes. All you got to do is search hashtag Where the Bear. Click subscribe, and you are in there. Certainly grateful for his time. And Mike, I told you uh, we open this up to Twitter, and this is really is a good segue. This conversation. So let's let's jump in, knock down a couple of these uh, Twitter questions here. We'll get you on your way. So again, certainly do appreciate you taking the time out. We got a tweet here from Mark Newcomb uh, that says, "Can you explain the call up process from the miners? Where do you stay once you arrive? The hotel?" What about all your belongings that you had with you when you were down in Durham? And and Mike, that's something I've always been curious about as well. I mean, do you just you just travel with the with the clothes on your back, maybe a suitcase full of clothes, and, and that's kind of how you live your life. How, how does that whole process work? Yeah, it's um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'd like to say hi to Mark first of all. I uh, know we we go way back back to the Little League days. So right, I right. appreciate Mark reaching out. Um, but yeah, basically, I mean it's. The call up process is it's something you can't really plan for. You never know when you're you know, when you're in triple A, you're doing well, you start to hear rumors, um, and all of that's great and everything, but you can never fully prepare for that call up. So, um, for my situation, uh, I was on the road, I believe in Durham and uh so we were in between two different series. So I was actually going from Pawtucket on the bus ride to uh Scranton. Um, so basically I already had my backpacks for that, uh, trip. And, uh, once I got that call mid, mid, um, uh, road trip, trying to brought those same clothes all the way over to Oakland. <laughs> and, um, you know, from there it's, uh, you kind of just, you put everything else, you know, in, in hindsight, you know, you get that first big league call up. You don't really, I mean, I don't want to say you don't care about your belongings in Durham, but but you don't care um, about your belongings. And yeah, <laughs> but those things are almost secondary. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's that moment that obviously every literally kid uh, dreams of, that phone call, and then everything else is just in hindsight, man. It's um, You figure that out later, and once the dust kind of settles and things start to slow down a little bit, then you can kind of go back to, all right, well, now I got to, uh, you know, get my car shipped, or I need this uh, suit for this big road trip, and I got to look nice, and I got to get that shipped. A big thing with that is is everything or everybody that works in the organization is there to help the players out. So, um, you know, with the club is being really, really good as far as, you know, hey, I need these cleats. Uh, you might send it over to the trap. Um, you know, I just call the, the club down in Durham and, and they get it really set up for you. And um, Obviously, that's a huge help. So it's, uh, it's a lot of on the go for sure as far as, you know, you're never really packed properly. <laughs> you might have to make a couple of shopping trips here and there, but uh, it's uh, it's on the go. Um, but wouldn't really trade it for anything else other than uh, you know having a, a spot up in Tampa where you don't have to worry about them at all. So <laughs> we'll you, get there one day. There, there you go. There you go. Mike Brasso joining us here in the Weather Bear Podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Some more Twitter questions here. Steve Smith at Steve Phantom. Uh, says you, a couple other guys played in the Australian Baseball League. Was your time useful to your career? What was the level of competition like in Australia? And would you recommend the Australian League to your teammates? I would say yes. It was very beneficial. Um, the thing with Australia, it, it's very different out there. It's, uh, it's a different culture for sure. Um, I believe we only played like four games a week, and they were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so... Monday through Wednesday, you had light workouts, you had team practice and everything, but you had a lot of time to kind of be a tourist and, and do the things that 
Um, you know, most people go over to Australia to do, you know, go to beaches, snorkeling, um, go see some kangaroos, whatever it may be. <laughs> it was it was a fantastic, perfect, almost perfect mix of, you know, vacation, but yet you knew uh, those four days were a lot of eyes were going to be on you because you had, um, you know, we didn't just send players over there from the race. We sent coaches, we sent scouts, um, you know, people were watching, so... I would say the the level of competition to answer that question, um, you know, it, it's definitely not the major leagues. You can't can't fool anyone with that. But there there's a lot of good. There's a lot of young talent out there. Um, I would probably say in the next couple of years, a lot of people are going to start hearing more of Australian and um, even New Zealand is getting big in baseball. But a lot of Australian baseball players are, I think, are are starting to be on the up and coming. So. Um, it's not too, uh, it's not American big leagues competition level yet, but don't be surprised if you start hearing some Aussie names coming out of the woodworks for sure. Uh, last Twitter question we have here for you comes from Jeremy D, and, and I'm curious about this one, Mike. It says, how do you stay sharp on the field being asked to play in so many different positions? And, and you, you mentioned that in the wildcard game itself that you played in. You know, three different positions defensively in one game, playing for your life, basically, uh, in terms of the Major League Baseball playoffs. How do you stay sharp at all these different positions? Yeah, that's uh, as much as I would love to take credit for all, you know, being able to play multiple positions, that's all, uh, you know, that's all our coordinators and bench coaches and um, all those guys do a really good job of um, kind of having a game plan of, you know, if I'm playing second base today, um, you know, all the pregame work all the DP work that's all going to be uh, focused on second base. But at the same time, they know, you know, maybe two days from now, um, maybe you know, a different matchup or i got to play third base in two days. So they do a really good job of setting a plan and uh, guidelines of, you know, what I should be doing and um, how I'm going to prepare myself for each game and each series. Um because basically what, how it goes down is, is you go game by game, but you try to win every series, right? So you try to look at how are we going to, um, you know, win against a you know, three-game series against New York. Well, today I'm playing second base, but um, two days from now I might be playing first base or coming off the bench and playing first base. They have a really good, good idea of what's going to happen. Um, and I think that helps with them kind of, having a good line of communication down to the players as far as what we need to do. And obviously, uh, they tell me I'm going to be playing first base in two days. I'm going to most likely get a little bit of work pregame before that happens. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I like being able to do that. It's a lot of work uh, being able to put, like, you know, four or five gloves in the bag. Definitely helps my college thing on the field. But, um, yeah, a lot of that credit's got to go to the coaches. And then Jeremy had a part two to this question. Mikey wants to know, and this is also a really great question, what was more exciting, your first Major League Baseball hit or your first Major League Baseball home run? Ooh, I would have to say it's a good one because my home run was um, my first game at the Trop at home. Yeah. So that was definitely special. But the first hit, I mean, 
first hit, uh, I gotta say that, man. It's, it's what everybody dreams. I wish my first hit was a home run, so it'd be an easy answer, but <laughs> it wasn't. But everything, everything about that first hit was, it was story, storybook telling. It was my friend, you know, college roommates. I think, what, like nine or ten of them were in the stands. Um, I think I heard Colin G, shout out to Colin G, one of my college roommates was like running down the stairs right before I got up to bat. So he like just made it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, that's, I, I would have to go with that. It's a tough question for sure. Like I said, I wish my first hit was a home run, but um, yeah, first hit, first hit is definitely the most memorable and um yeah, I think I think most people would say that for sure. <laughs> well, Mike, I certainly do appreciate you carving out this time. As we said, a big thank you to all the the Twitter questions as well. Remember, Mike Brasso, our guest here on the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. He's teamed up with Franklin Sports. They're trying to donate one million masks to the people on the front lines battling COVID nineteen. If you want to get involved in the game yourself, go to franklinsports.com/slash/donate. Help Franklin Sports. Help Mike Brasso out. They want to raise enough funds for one million masks. So see what you can do with that, Mike. You're always, you know, you're always kind with your time. Uh, you're always a phone call away. Certainly do appreciate it. Stay in shape, man. Stay healthy. And uh, <laughs> hey, when these games start, man, get out there and rake. Absolutely, appreciate the time. Yeah, everybody, stay safe out there. Absolutely. So, for former baseball great Mike Brasso, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Well, see you later. <laughs>